Good afternoon and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. It's 12 p.m. Uh, coming up on your show today, uh, we're going to be discussing Steinoff Africa Retail's results or STARS results with Simon Brown from Just One Lap in just a few minutes there. A little bit of a complicated story as the uh, company has to provide comparable results for the first half of 2017, which we're then going to compare with the first half of 2018. Uh, a whole lot of things were happening uh, during the 12 months that uh, that, that needed or prompted the, this adjustment so that we can see on a like-for-like basis how the uh, results stacked up. We'll be getting into that with Simon in just a second. And then our market commentator today will be joined by Paul Fischer, a portfolio manager at Unum Capital. Remember, this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Is the land expropriation without compensation plan the biggest threat to the new dawn as promised by new president Cyril Ramaphosa? Can SA make any progress against the background of increasing protest action, strikes and low economic growth? Attend the Brenthurst Wealth SA Quo Vada seminar series hosted in association with MoneyWeb to hear the insights of five leading experts. Magnus Haystack of Brenthurst, Ralph Mateja, political analyst, Magda Verzitska of Signia, Glenn Owen of Momentum, and Jean-Pierre Fastard of Fairtree Capital. Bookings at www.quicket.co.za. Search for Brenthurst. Right, Steinoff Africa Retail or Star uh, provided or published uh, its six months results to the end of March 2018 today. Uh, this took the form of two things. It provided statutory accounts uh, in line with uh, IFRS and uh, the various regulations pertaining to companies on the JSC. Uh, based on that uh, result, revenue rose by nearly 16% to 33 billion rand. Operating profit declined by 3% to 2.7 billion rand. And headline earnings per share fell 49% to 36.2 cents a share. But what the company did, given a whole lot of transactions that took place during the year, and one of them, uh, a key feature being the refinancing of its assets to pay back its parent loan to Steinoff, meant that the company also provided comparable results. And on that basis, uh, revenue rose 10% to 33 billion rand, operating profit rose 9% to 3.3 billion rand, and headline earnings per share rose 12.2% to 52.6 cents per share. Uh, here to try and explain this all to us is Simon Brown, who joins me on the telephone. Good uh, afternoon to you, Simon. Afternoon, Warren. What? Uh, just just give us the basis, I think. Yeah, just kick us off there with the basis and, and add to that kind of explanation that I tried to unpack in the beginning there. Yeah, so there's, there's the easy part to the results. And, and, you know, look at the different retailers. Uh, the Pep Ackerman's brand, uh, like for like sales up three and a half percent. So like to like excludes the new stores that they've opened. So right. you know, it gives you a, a fair indication of how the existing business is doing. Um, I would like to have an inflation number as there to get a sense of proper growth. But nonetheless, three and a half percent up at Pep Ackerman's, uh, JD Group looking good, the like for like up 7.3 percent. Um, which is a good-looking number, uh, and, and uh, helped in part by stronger uh, ZAR over the period. A lot of stuff is imported. Uh, Pet Africa, which is very small in their life, uh, is struggling, and that's because a lot of those commodity co- economies are, are having a hard time. We've seen that from, from MTN and others 
which are in the rest of the continent, like ShopRite being another example. So on the surface, those numbers, if we take you know, the conditions on the ground, the consumer, the period it was looking for, etc., those numbers in and themselves are not bad numbers. Not brilliant, but they're, they're, I suppose they're kind of in the zone of what you're expecting from, from retail and low LSM retail in the current environment. Um, but then it gets complicated. And, and, and the complexity is, as you say, you know, to do with parent company Steinhoff, who holds uh, a significant majority of shares, having to refinance loans, having to provide for, for, for uh, cash bonuses for executives, and perhaps most interestingly, uh, having to suddenly provide some 400-odd million uh, for a, 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 a third-party um, business, which basically was holding Steinhoff shares as a, a, a bonus shares for executives. The Steinhoff shares were secured, the loans were secured by Steinhoff shares, they've had to step in. And I've got to say, your, your article of early this morning, uh, nothing more than a Steinhoff investment club, really does look like it. It, it, just, it just looks wrong, and, and it looks like it's really at the benefit of executives and not shareholders. So uh, I guess the, the question, Simon, and, and thank you for that compliment. But I guess the question is: uh, there, I mean, these are f- there are some formidable businesses in this portfolio, uh, and there are some questions around corporate governance. Uh, some of the disclosure around uh, litigation that was coming from the former Techie Town shareholders. How do you kind of mm-hmm. weigh that all up? Do you do investors look at the cash flows that are being generated by these businesses and then discount them based on the fact that the corporate governance probably isn't where it should be? So, so for me, it's, it's simple. And, and you know, let's start with your first point. There are some formidable businesses. Absolutely, there are formidable businesses within the stable. They generate cash. They, they, they're growing in, in, in what can best be described as tough economic conditions. Uh, for me, the, 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 the corporate governance would, is just too much of, of a concern. I, I look at it, and it's, I, I, I won't go anywhere near that. And, and there's other bits that, that, that come up in the equation at the same time. If you, if you dig into the results, for example, uh, out of a total asset base of around $88 billion, intangible and goodwill is $61 billion. And that always scares me on a, on, on a balance sheet and, and, and the, 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 the deals that are being done. And to me, you know, your, your assets are, are, are hugely important, but I think that your management team is frankly as important. If you've got, you know, the wrong management team with good assets, then, then your assets aren't worth nearly as much as you would want. And there's definitely, you know, the, the, the questions that need to be raised or need to be asked around the standoff. Now, we don't know the details around Steinhoff, that is ongoing. What we do know is is that massive fraud going back a number of years involving senior executives. Um, and with respect to all involved, a lot of the senior executives from Steinhoff sit within Star. Um, and, and, you know, so it, it raises questions around, around structures. It raises questions around what don't we know? What, you know? Are there off-balance sheet entities? There is no evidence of it, but uh, we thought there was no evidence that risk I can manage, risk I can price. It's the uncertainty that would speak me off as, as a potential investor in, in Star. Just some of just digging into some of those results, uh, I see that uh, they, they, they're starting to talk about a turnaround at the JD Group. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, margin improvements were achieved in the furniture brands, but remain under pressure in the consumer electronics and appliance brands. Uh, credit sales are now a much smaller driver of revenue. But very interesting to see that like, like sales growth of 7.3%, I would suggest probably uh, outstripped inflation over the period. So there's some real 
uh, growth returning there, and then, and then a very good performance as well from specialty fashion and footwear, which now includes that Techie Town business, which we're not sure what mm-hmm. is going to transpire there. Um, <laughs> this, uh, so as you say, I guess some very good results in this. But uh, you mentioned those off-balance sheet entities, and one of them was the Fulcrum Financial Services, uh, which came to investors' attention in the Viceroy report. Uh, I would imagine Star needs to end that relationship uh, as soon as it can. I, I agree, absolutely. I mean, and to your point, some really good numbers. Yeah, and consumer electronics and, and white appliances is always going to be a tough business, particularly with the, the Rand Stronger, highly competitive and they did well. And as you said, uh, you know, for JD, a, a 7.3% like-for-like increase is almost certainly beating inflation when you consider a lot of the goods are imported, therefore the stronger rand helped bring prices down, um, and they got solid single-digit growth, which in the current environment is a, is a proper number and, 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 and you know, a laudable number in the current environment. But it is really about management. And, I mean, to, to me, my sense is what <laughs> the, the best point for Star would be is just a, a complete new management team and you know there are probably going to be some folks who, who are perfectly innocent in our you know the senior management space the executives the c-suites who, who are going to be aggrieved by it um but from an investor perspective to me it, it just raises too many unknown questions it raises too many concerns um too many memories with with uh, you know the, the, the recent i mean Steinhoff is only that story is what only six months old and ongoing um and and you know star was up until just a little, you know, less than a year ago, was a part of Steinhoff, was the, the sort of Africa retail division. Um, and, and those are the concerns, I think, that, that I think a lot of investors are happen, ha- having. And certainly, share price has been under pressure. It opened down this morning after the, the late update yesterday, clarifying the trading update of Friday. Uh, but it has traded weaker subsequent, and it's and currently down at 1563, uh, when prior to Steinhoff, it had been trading up at around... 26, 27 in November of last year. So uh, consequences, as always, are immediate and brutal in the financial markets. Uh, Simon, always, yeah. always good chatting. But I imagine that uh, uh, if they can certainly uh, deal with some of the uh, sort of the legacy relationships from Steinoff, as well as uh, improve transparency and corporate governance, at least in the, in the minds of the uh, market, they might well uh, re-rate. But at this point, uh, as you've pointed out, uh, the share getting battered down nearly seven and a half percent at the moment. I'm sure we'll be talking in the future about this Simon and and thanks again for your time today always a pleasure Warren cheers that was Simon Brown from Just One Lap MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors through our click and advisor offering advisors can interact with a growing investor based audience and attract new clients to find out more visit www.moneyweb.co.za right you're back with the MoneyWeb at Midday Show time to look at the markets the JC all share down one point Two five percent at the moment, uh, and there's not much uh, positive uh, moves at the, at present among the sectors. The gold mining uh, sector up two and a half percent. Resources resources sorry down half a percent. Uh, the industrials are down nearly two percent, and financials down over three quarters of a percent. Behind Nuspers is the most traded share on the bourse uh, are a couple of the banks, First Rand and Standard Bank, uh, followed up by Richmond and BHP Billiton. Uh, the Rand is trading at 12 Rand 64 against the US dollar, down almost uh, or down well over one percent, uh, almost one percent weaker against the against the pound at 16 Rand 75, and the euro 
down two-thirds of a percent, or the rand down two-thirds of a percent against the euro at 14 rand 59. Gold at $1,302 an ounce. Platinum uh, having a fairly bad day, down a third of a percent to $906 an ounce. Palladium up one-fifth of a percent to $981 an ounce. Joining me to get some more reaction to those star numbers is Paul Fischer. He's a portfolio manager at Unum Capital. Good to be speaking to you, Paul. Hi, Warren. Good to be here. Uh, just just your uh, take, uh, always interesting when you faced investors of face with a conundrum like Star, some great businesses, looks to be a fairly healthy result, but obviously a few questions around uh, what's going on with uh, uh, executives, this third party uh, debt obligations, it's underwritten, uh, and certainly some of the uh, litigation that probably should have been disclosed around uh, Techie Town and its founders. How do you view Star? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the obvious question of why haven't these disclosures been made before now? <laughs> it seems like they've sort of waited until the last minute to disclose these things, and now it's sort of coming out of the woodwork. Um, look, all in all, uh, you know, what's it? It's, it's about 590 million provision that they need to make. And the whole scheme of things for the business, probably not that big of a number, but it, it makes you worry about what else is being hidden somewhere else, and especially considering the fact that uh, what happened with the parent company, start off, you, you know, it kind of makes you start questioning management, definitely. So, so I agree with you, results, operating results, not so bad, uh, fairly good in some regions. Some, some regions obviously battled a bit uh, due, to a, due to a stronger hand, but, but for the most part, you know, they're on retail in South Africa mostly, and, 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 and obviously with, with the local economy, it's been a bit, uh, things have been a bit hard there, but I think from an operating perspective, not not too bad, but but yeah, you know, you have these other sort of uh, uh, little niggles coming out in the woodwork, and it does make you question things. So, uh, where does that leave a broker when so when a client comes to you and says, "Well, what do you think about Star today? It looks, uh, it might look pretty cheap in the eyes of some." <laughs> Firstly, I think probably the market's overreacting out, so I do think it is it is going to look attractive. I mean, it's come off from from where its high was. Uh, Simon mentioned it's, it's it's been trading at, at significantly higher prices than it is at the moment, and I don't think there's going to be too much more. Uh, pay, pain uh, from undisclosed sort of uh, let's say undisclosed issues that that come out. I think most of it's come out now, and they have made a full a full provision on this, so on on this management incentive scheme. So hopefully nothing more to come from that. So which has affected obviously earnings uh, for these six months, but but you know will will be sort of taken out of the wash going forward. So I do think probably the share does does look quite attractive at these levels. If you, you know you've got to make a long term decision, you know. This thing, markets kind of uh, sort of markets are very short term in nature, and the prices do tend to overreact in the short term. But if you, if you make a long term decision, saying look, where does Finoff operate? It operates in let's say local retail essentially, uh, in a market that is probably set to grow quite quite well in the next decade. Um, then you then you probably say at a reason at, you know at a, fair, at a at quite a reasonable valuation if you strip out the the the, the current the current earnings. So. So I think from that perspective, yeah, not a bad buy. All right. Uh, any other interesting stocks uh, you've been tracking uh, lately, Paul? That we should be that should be brought to our attention. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at construction again. <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about construction lately. There's a, there's a potential amalgamation between Avenge and, and uh, Marion Roberts. Um, 
quite interesting. You know, a lot of suppliers come off the construction uh, industry in the last few years. I mean, you know, if you, if you take where we were in the World Cup, massive amount of supply in the construction industry, and most of that's disappeared now. These companies are a fraction of the size they were. Um, obviously, our local GDP has not helped either. So it's been a, almost a perfect storm for these guys. And, and if you take potential consolidation in the sector going forward, that's also going to help uh, just to sort of um, constrain supply or constrain competition between these between these companies. And I think, you know, going forward, if we do start seeing an improvement in our, in our growth and in, in, in increase in private sector uh, investment spending and things like that, you might actually see a nice uh, kick up in these construction shares. So, you know, if you look at them and you look past, look at the last five, ten years, they look horrible, horrible story, really. But these things have just been clobbered, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't, I don't see, especially if there's consolidation in the industry, I don't see these things disappearing. So potentially something to look out for for an investor that's got a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, stronger constitution and in a, a longer term view, maybe something to look at. Very interesting thoughts there uh, on the construction industry. Uh, thanks, Paul, and uh, uh, I'm sure we'll be closing, uh, watching that story uh, rather closely because, as you've mentioned, they have been clobbered and beaten down for a good decade, <laughs> for a good decade now, and you yep. almost wonder with mercy when will it, when will it end? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been horrible for them. I mean, I, I do not uh, I do not envy any of the management team there at any of these these companies. I mean, you know, you can look at the platinum counters, you can look at the pile of platinum as well. I don't envy management there, um, but sort of more significant headwinds I think there from pile of platinum and then for the construction stocks. But yeah, so something to look out for. You know, some money maybe to put away and forget about for the next six years. All right, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, Paul. But uh, thanks for your time today. Perfect, Warren. That was Paul Fischer, Portfolio Manager at Unum Capital. Remember, this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. And that brings us to the end of another MoneyWave at Midday show. Uh, remember, our English and Afrikaans speaking radio shows get going on RSG and SAFM at 6 p.m. Be sure to tune into those. And we also have the classic business breakfast uh, that runs from 7 to 8 a.m. in the mornings. Uh, that's on Classic FM. So be sure to tune into that as well. Otherwise, visit the MoneyWeb platform for more breaking news and business analysis. Until the same time tomorrow, cheers for now. 